The vibrant greens of summer wane into a golden haze. The days are warm and long, but not with the same intensity they once had. Something is shifting. As summer turns to fall, the time of transition is upon us. It's that special time of day, and here we are once again, enjoying the crossroads between seasons. Welcome to the show. My name is Blaine, and I am not your regular host. No, Marina's just running a couple of minutes late. She was doing some errands or something, and her train got delayed. So, it's just me manning the ship here for the time being, kids. Well, me. And I, who's currently in the backlog organizing paperwork and all that stuff. I checked on her when I first came in, and she seems fine. Right now, she's dressed up in a Garfield onesie and super deep into whatever true crime podcast is blaring through her headphones at the moment. So, yeah, she's pretty much useless right now to me. (laughs) If anything happens, I'm on my own. Let's hope I don't get murdered or kidnapped this time. Anyways, let's not waste another moment of your precious time. There's news to go over. A new canyon has been discovered! How is this possible? What could this mean for the state and well-being of our city? Who knows? As far as geologists and several survey teams have said, the area is radiation-free and safe for public access. In fact, it's not only safe, but encouraged for public recreational use. A couple of hours or so south of the city is a towering tumult of terrific terra. It's a dry, dreamy desert developed in a divine display. Red rocks roll all around in rippling ribbons of rust and red, and the cliffs carefully crest every corner of canyon with calm and curving curves. It's different from the rest of the city, and surroundings, and general biome that we've seen so far. The canyon is dry, and again, all red rock desert which is super weird for the area, right? Like, for whatever reason, the sun feels hotter there, and the air has a certain dusty taste that you can't get anywhere else. There are several new hiking trails opening up, so be sure to stop by. I have a few sample pictures of the area with me, and it looks super nice. So, yeah definitely go check it out. While we're on the topic, can we just all acknowledge that the new area, again, it's super weird. Like, from what I've heard, traveling too far outside the city just isn't a thing that happens. So, how? You go too far in any direction and you just end up back in the city. People have tried this. People can confirm that it all just loops back back into itself. Like, I've talked to the drummer of the Cavaliers many times. Like, we frequent the same coffee shop, alright? It's it's hard to make eye contact with him because he has a look of insanity in his eyes, but it's clear he knows that the journey outside the city is just a loop. There's nothing out there. And yet here we are, 
looking at a brand new area that doesn't match anything else of the rest of the city. It's like, how? It feels weird. It, I feel like I should be asking a lot more questions about this, but honestly, I don't even know where to start with this mess. So yeah, here we are. Too many questions and not enough answers. A biography by Blaine Cho. In other hiking-related news, I have a note here to remind you all that the forest up by Old Town is strictly off-limits. Due to a sudden and intense uptake of fog and mist in the area, park services have marked it off. You know, not that there was much there to begin with. The old forest doesn't have a lot of trails left. Due to lack of upkeep and other reasons, many have been shut down over the last few decades. The one that interests me is called the Devil's Gate. I'd love to get out there and explore, but that's one that's been super marked off as a big no-no. Like, a few incidents have happened and somebody's died, so it's officially, like, crossed off for everyone's safety. The sheriff is very strict about it this time, and I don't want to try snooping around her again. Honestly, the last time I've tried that, it was fierce resistance all the way down. So, yeah. If you're planning on going on a fun, spooky hike through the woods there, don't. The sheriff has the entire road blocked off, and there's a thick fog surrounding the entire place, so yeah. Nothing's getting through. Instead, I am contractually obligated to recommend to all of you one of the many other great, amazing, legal hikes around the city. Pine Cliff is filled with dozens of beautiful forests to explore. I hear that the Amber Meadows is a beautiful place this time of year. And there's that one waterfall that everyone keeps telling me about. I don't know. I don't go outside that much. So yeah, maybe consider one of those. Parks and Recreation Services have even provided a useful guide to all the local campsites and hiking trails to get in during these lovely summer months. Be sure to check out their website or stop by their offices for more information. Anyways, that's all I have to say about news. I think I hear Marina at the door, so I'm going to go let her in, and as for the rest of you, please enjoy a word from our sponsors. It's perfect outside. Your adventure is waiting. Go seize it. From towering pine trees to deep red rock caverns, go find your journey. For when the wild is calling, we'll be there to help. Knives and bears, outdoor supplies. We're your one-stop shop to all your outdoor needs. So stop on in this week for our two-for-one special on all hiking and backpacking equipment. We'll get you ready to go where you need to be. Knives and bears, outdoor supplies. Find us on Sparrow. I find the exit heading towards Big Pine Forest area. And welcome back to the show. 
So, Marina isn't here yet. I looked through the door, and it turns out it was just some guy dropping off flowers for I. And on that note, I don't know what's going on with that situation, but it's gotta be interesting. She threw him out the door while shouting, My sexuality begins and ends with Garfield, Derek! So, yeah. She did keep the flowers, though, but it's pretty understandable why. It was a nice arrangement, like really fancy stuff. Tiger lilies and all that jazz. You know, it'd be a waste to throw them out. Anyways, in case you were wondering what life in the station has been like, there you go. I is rejecting people, daring as a father. I am dead on the inside. Let's move on to something else. Things are spicing up with the ongoing deep dive into mysteries and wonders of this delightful city we're all being pleasantly held hostage in. Well, to a point. On the whole Bella Jewel side of things, we've hit a wall. There just hasn't been a lot as of late. But Marina assures me she is on it, she's on the mission, she has talked to Rex Adams, which we probably should have led with, but whatever. So, I don't have to worry about it. That's good. That's great. Anyways, let's talk about what I've been up to. So like three months ago, or whatever, I found this old journal, right? Like, where did it come from? No idea. But it was in my stack of books. So I took a look what's in a book. And folks, I have a lot of things to say now. First of all, let me describe this thing to you. It's old. Like, really old. Like... Right up there in age with the weird, creepy photographs I found in the library's archives last year. That was a year ago? Dang. Been alive for a while. Not the point I'm getting at. What I'm trying to say is that I've stumbled upon some ancient tome. And by ancient, I mean the 30s. The account starts off in, like, the 1930s, which is how you know it's good. Meriwether Abigail, who apparently was a park ranger, or whatever they had in the 30s, was over the woods that are currently closed off by Old Town. Anyways, this journal is filled with his accounts and details and notes over the entire mangled forest over by Old Town, which in those days was just called Town Town. Anyways, it appears that Meriwether was tasked with surveying the land, making out trails and campsites, ensuring that everything was in order, you know, all the stuff that you'd expect from a park ranger or whatever they had in the 30s. It doesn't seem like much, except for the fact that these woods were apparently super weird. And that's saying a lot considering where we live. Like, these woods were nicknamed the Fae Woods by the nearby residents and visitors. Apparently, you used to be see a whole lot of strange things just sort of hanging out around there. Small floating lights that seem to sing songs, adorable woodland creatures dressed in proper Victorian attire, and supposedly Sasquatch at some point. I'm not sure how much of this is for real, and again, the area is blocked off by the current sheriff, so I can't confirm a lot of things. But all I have is Meriwether's account, and they took this stuff very seriously. I'm talking diagrams of sprite anatomy, 
recordings of cryptid movements and potential UFO sightings. All of this on top of regular plant and rock research. You know, what you'd normally expect. Honestly, it kind of reminds me of Jack's stuff in a way. Up to and including talk about shadows, watching, talking. It's interesting, but we'll get to it in a bit. First, I'm contractually obligated to bring you all a poem. Grass softly sways in the summer breeze. The path is worn and clear. Sunlight ripples through a canopy of trees. It's a beautiful day for us to be here. The noise of the city is so far away and birds sing songs overhead. The air is sweet on this warm summer day. Wonder and joy are awaiting ahead. The trail twists and turns like a slithering snake. Delight awaits at each bend. Emerald trees offer rest and a break. It promises a moment you don't want to end. At the peak of the climb, waits a shimmering view. Take in all the wonder and grace. The whole world is painted with the vermilion hue. You can't find this scene in any other place. The summer breeze comes as grass softly sways. It's back through the trail beneath the sun's golden rays. That's a nice outdoorsy theme. Really makes me want to get out there, explore a few things. Maybe, maybe check out an old abandoned trail that got shut down in the 60s? For legal reasons, this is a joke. Please don't yell at me, Liv. I am only joking. Seriously this time. Anyways, this is your poem for today. Alright, back to this journal. So, it's all normal and stuff for a while, but then Meriwether starts digging into this long and wild trail called the Devil's Gate. For years, it's been this monumentous thing that no one's really been able to figure out. Well, at least until Meriwether took the time to figure it out. This was apparently their passion project. He spent months studying the thing, mapping out how far the trail could go, And then they found it. After years of searching, it was a large, strange rock formation with an opening that seemed to lead into an unseen depth. It was in a clearing of trees that seemed to be watching. Despite being completely alone, Meriwether reports feeling a presence there with them. After much examination, He dubbed this mysterious formation the doorstep. Although it's unclear if this idea was theirs or the suggestion of something else. For about the first five-ish pages, Murrayweather tries to explain the doorstep, dimensions, weird cold temperature in the area, and ominous aura gaping from the hole. You know, this thing was at the end of a very long and very intense hike. The Devil's Gate was known for being windy and difficult, and it 
felt as if the pathway was actively trying to keep people away. So to find something like this at the end was pretty big. Anyways, for about five pages, everything's normal. Then they started noting on the voices being heard around the doorstep. And well, it gets weird once the voices start talking. There's huge scribbles of shadowy figures and description of faces in the void, whatever that means. Along with that, there's also a lot of things written here. Some things I recognize because I hear it in my dreams. For the last couple of months, I've been having a lot of nightmares and like, that's nothing new, you know? <laughs> Blaine has nightmares all the time, but these have been different from the usual breed. I've seen faces, smoky, hazy, moving around in the darkness, glowing eyes and black ooze dripping from their mouths and eyeballs like tears. They've said a lot of things and not a lot of it's made sense, but I see a lot of it written here, and just, I don't know what it means, but something about it has been calling to me, you know? Like, I don't know why, but I'm drawn to it. Anyway, amidst all of this are also like a bunch of scribbles that look like runes, and I thought it was gibberish, but... Issa started noticing some patterns, so we spent a decent chunk of time at the library, and he found it. I'm impressed and amazed, but I don't like what we found. For like a good 50 or 60-ish pages, it goes on in this dead language about some sort of ritual that's supposed to open the doorway and pave the way for the shadows to return from the void. I'm not really sure what that means, but it sounds familiar. Again, like, I've been seeing this in my nightmares or something. The ingredients, if that's what you call the things you need for a ritual, I'm not sure, are eyes that can see, a key made of glass, and then a prepared vessel for the shadows to pass. It's all very dreamlike logic, and honestly, not a lot of it makes sense. But out of all of it, the one thing that sticks out to me is the repeated mention of the door. Like, weird, right? It's super strange. I'm really excited to start connecting the dots on the conspiracy board, but I don't know. I just, I feel weird about that. Anyway, let's not dwell on things too much. There's still plenty to go over, and we don't need to go and turn this into Blaine's big old conspiracy slash therapy session. So, let's go over some community events. The Big Pine Forest and Recreation Area is putting on a special camp out next week. So, a lot of people in the city don't have experience with camping or backpacking or any of that fun Boy Scout stuff. Knowing this, the Forest Service is putting together a special camping class next week. 
to teach people how to do all the big boy woodsy things. If you're interested, just swing by their offices, fill out a form, and there you go. Class fees are $5, and this doesn't include any of your gear. But fret not, they will provide a cheap list of bare essentials you'll need to get started on your outdoors adventure. So go out and give it a try. As someone who was forced to make it all the way up to Eagle Scout, I can't say that I recommend the power of a good campout enough. Also going on is the official wilderness retreat for the city's American Sign Language Association. This year, they're planning an amazing weekend away at the beach. There's a place amidst the rocky cliffs there, and if you do a bit of hiking, you can reach an incredible little lagoon. The group is giving open invites to all those who know Pigeon Sign Language, as well as any who are well-versed in French Sign Language. As, you know, they have similarities. So tag along if you're in those groups. Oh, and fair warning, this is not an open invite to anyone under the sad impression that there is just one universal sign language that all deaf and or mute people just automatically know. Anyone caught trying to claim this troop will be swiftly kicked out of the group, but not before beaten severely with wiffle ball bats. So yeah. Also going on this week for all you to know, the public pool will be closed from Friday until next Tuesday. The reasoning behind this would be a sudden influx of glitter and glow sticks within their filters. Now exactly who's behind this, or for what purpose, is yet to be seen. But this is another perfect moment to remind all of you to be careful of how aesthetic you try to dress up while swimming. I know, it's the summer and we all want to look our best, but still. Come on, people. The pool is no place for body glitter. So if you're going to make yourself sparkly for the water, stick to a kiddie pool at home. Anyways, that's all we have for announcements today. So, let's dive back into the weird contents of this flippin' journal. The book ends in madness. Let's just get it out of the way right now. It's absolute insanity, and I really wish I had better words to describe it, but that is the most accurate thing I can say. For the last 15 pages or so, it's like Meriwether was trying to exercise demons out of their head. The voices just kept coming and they wouldn't stop. The shadows were trying to get them to go somewhere, lead them back to the doorstep. And eventually, it got worse and worse and worse, until they went back. And his last entry in the journal reads as follows. This is the last will and testament of Meriwether Abigail, park ranger of many years, and fool for many more. The shadows have placed their grasp upon me, and there is nowhere left to turn. They are calling. Like the beckoning song of a siren, they call me now to the dark and treacherous fates below. Alas, I find myself tethered to that cursed place, and am unable to depart. But let it be known that I face damnation with strength and boldness. I do not go as a pawn of their games, but as a free individual. It is within my best hopes 
that I may at last seal that damned doorstep once and for all. The shadows shall not find their way here. They shall not unleash their plans that they have spoken to me, many a voice. In my attempts to save us, I may lose my life. But if the darkness that awaits beyond the door is kept at bay, then so shall I sacrifice. Let all who find this know and be warned. Avoid the doorstep. Avoid the void. Heed not the shadows, nor the alluring promises they give. It's nothing but lies. It's nothing but a trap. In the event I fail, I pray that God, or whatever deity, rests upon this land to grant mercy upon us all. May my sacrifice, at the very least, buy you enough time to reach the proper solution. Yours truly to the end, Meriwether Abigail. So there you have it. Shadows, voices, the doorstep, all of it came together. But what does it mean? Honestly, I don't really know. However, I can say that it's been quiet at the old Devil's Gate hiking trail well up until somewhere around the summer of 2020 when a grimy looking man stumbled out from the old abandoned trail delusional, muttering something about shadows. He was rushed to the hospital, but even after recovering, it was clear that something wasn't quite right. Despite being physically fine, and mostly mentally sound, this man was thoroughly convinced the current year was 2015. No matter the time that passed nor what anyone told him, he was forever trapped mentally five years in the past from when they found him. And what was this guy's name? Jack Wright. Boom. It's all coming together. Can't wait to show Marina this. She's going to flip! Huh, speak of the devil. She just walked in. Hey, what took you so long? I discovered some pretty crazy things, and, like, you're not gonna believe it. What? Come on. Wait. What? You look serious. Marina, what's going on? Come on? If you have something to say to me, just say it to me. My anxiety is already at a limit here. Just what? Blaine. We need to talk about all the research and stuff you've been doing lately. Sure, what's up? Is it something bad? You look like you're about to say something bad. Well, it's not bad, but... It's not great. Blaine, what are we even doing? Like, at the end of the day, what's our big goal here with this mystery solving? What's the point to all of this? Marina, where's all this coming from? I just... I'm just trying to think about this practically. I talked to Rex about all of this, and well... I'm worried, Blaine. You're following down a road that doesn't end well. Marina, what do you mean? Blaine, this can only go one of two ways, and neither option is great. Either we figure a way out, and then we leave the city, which... If we're being honest, I don't think there's a lot left out there for either of us. Or, we end up dead. Just like Bella Jewel. Wait, what? 
She's dead? No, no, that can't be it. There's gotta be something else, Marina. I've been following the tracks. I've been looking out all this, like there has to be something. I'm on the verge, we can't just stop now. Blaine, we have to. Marina- It's too dangerous! Blaine, we almost got killed ourselves the last time we dove too deep. You almost got killed. I'm scared. And I'm worried. A lot of people are worried. Blaine, there's a reason the sheriff's trying to get you to stop. There's a reason that all of this has been buried for so long. This trail only ends one way. And if you keep walking it, you're going to end up missing, dead, or worse. And I can't do that. You're my friend, Blaine. I care about you. So please, just let go a little. Just let all of this fade away, and we can live here, and we can be happy. Life's really good here, Blaine. It can be so much more amazing if you just let yourself be happy. Please? For me? No. No. I can't let go, Marina. I can't do it. I can't. Blaine. I can't just leave this alone. Don't you know? I'm already having the nightmares. I'm already hearing the voices. I am already in too deep as it is, Marina. If I don't do anything, it feels like it's going to kill me. This is the only thing keeping me going. And this is the only thing that keeps me alive in this city. I need to solve this mystery. I need to know what happens for myself. Otherwise, I'm not sure I can justify myself. You know? I had to have ended up here for a reason. It can't be out of the goodness of my heart or anything because that just doesn't exist. I'm not a good person, Marina. I am not the type of person that gets the happy ending, that gets to live with their friends and live a normal life. No! I have to be here for a reason. And so far, this is the only thing I have that's making sense. So I'm sorry. <laughs> I can't. Plane? No, I'm sorry. And there they go. Oh. And it looks like we were live too. I'm I'm sorry you all had to hear that, and I'm sorry for my absence. I would have been here earlier, but I had to double check on something. I had to make sure that a grave was right where it said it was. But none of that matters now. For now, let's just focus on where we live and the time we're living in. 
What a wild and wonderful time to be alive. You know, our city is filled with so many great and wonderful things. New hikes are opening up, and possibility surrounds us everywhere. We have the tools to make ourselves happy. But we can't reach it unless we do something. It's just like a hike. There's beautiful views to see out there. But you're not going to see any of them unless you start walking down the trail and stick with it. So go out and enjoy the still and vibrant moments in every form they come, both in life and in nature. I hope you all are allowing yourselves to enjoy every moment, because we all deserve to be happy, no matter who we think we are or where we've been. We deserve to be happy. So stay tuned for the wistful sounds of a life half-remembered. And until we meet again, I hope you all have a good night. Dream Girl City is a production by N.J. Scholes. It was written, produced, and acted by N.J. Scholes. The poem for today was A Summer Hike by N.J. Scholes. Have a comment? Have a question? Just want to help our community grow until we can flood the entire world with communist garbage bears? Try checking us out on social media. Or email us at dreamgirlcityradio at gmail.com. We're always looking for new poems and theories and whatever else you guys have to send us. Thank you so much to everyone who's supporting us. And if you feel any inclination, feel free to check out the support feature on Anchor. Stay tuned for there's so much more to come. But until we meet again, just remember, no rhymes today. Just hug someone you love. They probably need it. Oh, and ask first. You should always ask first.